Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, everyone, what's up? Hi, I'm Jessica. Listen, we're doing an interview today. It's Friday, at least over here by me. All right, it's me today, just me. Jen is off. I sat down with, okay, in the PR world, we're calling this a coup, Miss PR Piggy. She has removed her mask. Do you follow Miss PR Piggy? If you don't, head over. Miss PR Piggy. This is, this is, we're going a little inside baseball today, guys. All right. She started a meme account for the fashion and beauty crowd years ago, a few years ago. And it's absolutely hilarious. I'll never forget. My friend Adam started sending me these memes and I was cracking up because she nailed the whole vibe in like the fashion beauty space where it's not 
emergency room stuff. This isn't rocket science. This isn't life or death. But in the fashion and beauty world, I mean, I'm saying inside baseball. If you've ever seen Devil Wears Prada, you know how it is. If you've ever seen Sex in the City with Samantha Jones, you get the personalities. You get the vibe. And she created this account, which is absolutely hilarious. Well, anyway, P.S., she was working her full-time job creating these hilarious memes. And then a couple of weeks ago, she like removed the mask. She came out and she said, I am Miss PR Piggy. And her name is Carrie, Carrie Kreka Matoza. And she is now putting a voice behind it and saying, this is the story of PR. And she wants to talk about the pains behind it, where we can go from here. And I'll, I'll let you guys hear it from her. So Carrie, let's take it away and meet the real Miss PR Piggy. Carrie, this is your first interview, not as Miss PR Piggy. This is so exciting. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on Fat Mascara. Oh my God. All right. So you got to tell me, what was the moment you decided to choose out of your Miss Piggy identity and come out as Carrie? You're in your... You said it, your scene era. Yes. I mean, I think it was kind of a long time coming. It really wasn't like totally premeditated. However, I have sort of like been on a healing journey for most of my adult life. And something that keeps coming up is this idea of being seen, of being known. And I think at the place that I'm in in my life right now, I just don't want to hide anymore. I don't want to play small behind a character. And I just kind of feel like I cannot self-actualize if I continue to hide. I just I just want to be real. I want to be more myself, more authentic, and show up as myself now. Okay. Okay. Well, it's... It's funny that you work in PR. You know, a friend of mine, she's like somebody in, in the fashion industry, and she said, just the stuff you're saying makes me think of this. She was like, I feel like there needs to be somebody, there needs to be, maybe there is somebody in like healing work that works just for people in fashion and beauty. <laughs> because there's, I feel like so many people who are on their own sort of healing journeys, and I think also a lot right now, a lot of people are doing a lot of maybe maybe people are just talking about it more. Maybe it's sort of my my own place in the in the industry and kind of with time you get to know people more. Or I don't know, but a lot of people are kind of reevaluating yes. a lot of their roles and reevaluating their positions in the industry or why they sought out a role like that. Yes, you chose Miss Piggy. Almost it's like a almost a metaphor. You chose this kind of very caricature, indulgent kind of funny person, but she says a lot of funny things and you're like, I'm going to hide, but I'm going to come out behind her. Maybe I'm making it too deep. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're like, I'm going to push her away. Oh yeah. And you've been totally... representing other people. Oh yeah. And you're like, no, look at me. Right. I totally know what you're saying. And I think that point about people in fashion, beauty, these kinds of industries who are really like kind of seeking something a little deeper is like so real. We just work in a very busy environment. And I think it's almost natural to have these moments where we stop and think about what we're really doing. 
Yeah. Well, I want to get back to that in, in, in a bit because I like we're starting to like chip away at something very big, but I want to get back to your, your scene moment. So when you came out behind the Miss Piggy PR meme, yes. which for anyone who hasn't seen it, go check it out. I keep on calling it the Miss PR, Miss Piggy PR. It's Miss, I, I'm part dyslexic. I know it. Miss PR Piggy. Yes, Miss PR Piggy. I know. She's like, every time I say Miss Piggy PR, I know that you're like, stop it. <laughs> It's totally okay. Because I keep on making that mistake. You're like, please stop it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> what was the response? Because you had a lot of followers before you came out behind her. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, the response was so positive. The response was incredible. I think it was really fun for a lot of my followers who have been following along on my account since the beginning to know who this person was behind these memes. It's been fun. Like I've been hearing from old clients and colleagues and they like can't believe that it's me. So it's kind of fun to sort of have them know this other side of me in a way. Were they surprised? Lots of people were surprised. I got lots of text messages and and they were like, oh my God, I cannot believe this is you. I'm dying. (laughs) So... You told me when I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, you were like, I'm at this like emotional crossroads. So what does that mean? Well, I had a baby in September of 2022. I mean, that was a huge upheaval in my life. And then I also just quit my job two months ago. So was that, was that around the time of when you came out from behind Peggy? Yeah, I did. I came out and revealed who I was after I had left uh, this, this job. But yeah, I, I just think that I'm in a place right now where I am reevaluating my relationship to work in general. And what does it look like in this next chapter of my life as a mother? And how do I figure out how to work and make money while also spending time with my child? That is more than just the weekends. So that became like very acute to me this year. And I am still searching for the answer. I am still trying to figure that out. But that's, that's where I think I'm a lot of right people now. can relate to that. Yeah, I, de- I definitely relate to that big time. Yeah. Let's kind of like backpedal a little bit though. So you were at, you don't have to say where you were, but you were at a PR agency. My last role was an in-house role, actually. I do have experience with agencies in-house and freelance, but my last position was an in-house PR role. Okay. Now, a lot of people, when they think of PR, they don't necessarily even, it feels like this very kind of nebulous thing because it's not a product. It's not like you go, okay, I work in cars or, you know, I work in, well, I guess a lot of industries are nebulous, but you know what I'm saying? It's like PR feels very just glamorous. They think might think of like Samantha Jones mm-hmm. from Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. When you think of PR, how true is the life to that kind of glamorous archetype? Oh my God. I don't, I don't think it's glamorous. What is it? I guess I should catch myself because it is, I've worked in fashion my whole career, pretty much in jewelry and menswear and these industries, fashion, beauty. There is a touch of glamour, of course, but it is such a small fraction When I think of PR and the type of PR I've done, at least, it's a very behind the scenes role. It is 
you're in a very like deferring kind of role oftentimes, which I don't think people realize. I think PR people can often be characterized as like loud and boisterous. And I just don't really relate to that stereotype at all. I think that it's a behind the scenes role. And if I could compare it to something to maybe illustrate it for the listeners, I feel like PR people are like the mom. They do all the invisible work. And editors are like the dad. They do one tiny thing and everyone is like, oh my God, you're amazing. Like there's this kind of... (laughs) (laughs) That is the funniest thing. That's a meme. Have you made that meme yet? I haven't. I should. (laughs) That's the meme. Sorry, dads. Sorry, dads. Sorry, dads. (laughs) Oh my God. You can go now. That was a great episode. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. It's true though. Right. And I'm guessing that's a lot through the eyes of the clients or the bosses. Like you're doing all the stuff and then the editor does what? I realize, guys, I would realize this episode might be like very niche and maybe a little inside baseball. Mm -hmm. So I just want to let you know that I'm aware of this. Yeah, totally. But but fat mascara contains multitudes. Yes. I know this because I wear a lot of different hats in my life. You know, fat mascara, I'm director at Moda now. So it's, you know, I'm a buyer, but I'm also involved in editorial. When I think about publicists, I feel like sometimes they're like wrangling kids when I would go to events and everybody's got to sit down and then it's like, they've got to get the CEO to like talk to like this person from the wall street journal. And then they've got to make sure that they meet Vogue and they've got to make sure that somebody's car came on time. And it's like so much detail. Right. And then they're like getting in trouble if their piece didn't end up in this times article, but it's like, well, it wasn't actually in their control because maybe that person was friends with the journalist. Absolutely. Yeah, I it's so true. They were too busy making sure that the car the car picked somebody up in Brooklyn. Yes. Ugh. It is a very detail-oriented role 100%. But it's also very strategic. Sorry, I'm it's not making it sound like very granular. It's also like deeply deeply strategic. It is very strategic. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention digital and like influencers now. So, yeah. Sorry, now I'm just going on like a rant. No, it's okay. But yeah, I I guess that's like kind of bringing me to like my next question. PR is now at this really funny place. I feel like you wrote, you created this account at this very specific time. So I'll stop talking for a second. Like, why did you create this account at this moment? You had a baby at the time and it was like post-pandemic, but like PR is at a funny place. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I mean, I started the account in 2019, but I will say that This is a long time coming. I have been musing on the internet, if you will, in a hidden capacity for so long, so many years. I've always been a very observant person. I've always been a writer. And to go back to musing on the internet in a hidden capacity, like for an example, (laughs) I was tweeting on behalf of my company at my first job ever. And This is when Twitter first started. This was like Twitter was Mm -hmm. brand new. My tweets were in Women's Wear Daily. It wasn't like I was some unknown thing. Like it actually had a little bit of traction. 
And I was like making memes and jokes when Finstas were a thing a few years ago and my friends thought they were hilarious. And then the meme account just sort of emerged from there pretty naturally. But I think when I started the account in 2019, there was this overwhelming sense of excess in our industry, just like tons of press days, tons of fashion shows, tons of events that everyone was expected to be at and PR people had the ultimate pressure of getting editors to a certain place at a certain time when those editors were also meant to be in a hundred other places at that exact same time. And it just kind of became unsustainable. And I think when the pandemic happened and everything stopped, it was a very sobering moment for our industry to kind of reflect and be like, okay, maybe we don't need to constantly be doing all of these, you know, like this excess of activities at all times. Like maybe there's a better time and place for this a couple times a year instead. Or I think there was some kind of evaluating that occurred. And it seems now that we're obviously not in lockdowns anymore. There's very minimal mask wearing anymore. We're in this post-pandemic kind of place. It's like we're mounding back to where we were. And it's like, why are we doing that? Yeah, there was a lot of talk about creative spirit and taking time for like reflection. And I don't think you can expect people to sort of like sit home and do soul searching all day long. But there was a, yeah, a real reevaluation about how people were spending their time. And just, you know, I remember thinking about how many emails I was getting and how many events and just like, what were you spending your time on? And I think it's really rebounded almost to exactly where it was. Right. Also with mailings, with products, we talk about that a lot in Fat Mascara. And I don't want to just sort of have every episode like, oh, they're talking about the mailings again. But yeah, I think that's part of what you're talking about. Yes, for sure. So I think that's a lot of what your account kind of talks about, just this sort of cycle that no one seems to know how to break. I don't think you're pointing fingers. Your your account doesn't point fingers. I think it's just sort of satirical about the nature of it. For sure. And I think so much of what we do is it just sort of goes against natural rhythms in a way. And you're like, Mm -hmm. it's like working in PR for me at least is like a walking eye roll. It's just like constant eye rolls all day long, which is like terrible to say, but it's like, I channel that energy into my memes and am able to kind of see the humor in it. And I think a lot of PR people do that. So I think that it just kind of hit at a time where people were, willing to receive it. How important do you think PR is today versus when you started? You're not going to say PR is not essential because this is your you know, livelihood, mm-hmm. but how has like, the importance of PR changed rather? I mean, I think it's super important. I think what needs to happen is a little bit of an unlearning of what <laughs> PR people do in a way. Yes, your PR person and your PR team is going to secure media placements for your brand but that is not all they do. They are really like your guide and they are also up against the most critical audience when it comes to branding activities or communication. 
So I think PR people should be trusted in terms, a, a little bit more in terms of any type of communication, anything your brand does nowadays, because brands have their own ecosystems online, of course, that is communication and PR people have a little bit more understanding and talent for cutting through what is going to hit and what's not because they're already working with a critical set of people. I'm saying editors and journalists. Not everything is the right fit for the New York Times. And if you've been working in PR for a long time, you know what story is going to work in the New York Times and what's not. So I think in contrast to that, marketing people, they're communicating to a consumer first and foremost. So they're not going through that first set of eyes that is a highly critical eye. So I think their expertise and how to communicate on brands transcends a media placement. It's like, this is your positioning of your brand and how are you going to do that? So I think there's definitely like some psychological aspect to it. There's definitely some nuance involved and know-how that not everybody on the team has. What I hear a lot from brands sometimes is, we were with this agency and like, we just didn't really see, we didn't see anything. We didn't see like a lift. We didn't see anything. And it's, it's not always a criticism of the agency. It's just kind of like a listlessness mm -hmm. while you're not there to hear, well, you don't know every example of what I'm talking about. Does that sound familiar to you? Kind of a little yeah. bit of agency hopping or? For sure. Is that like a, a, fam a familiar syndrome? For sure. I think that, and obviously there's bad PR agencies out there. There's pesky PR people that are annoying. Like I'm not going to like defend, but I yeah. think that there is just a little bit of a misunderstanding a lot of times when it comes to PR and hiring PR doesn't automatically mean your brand is getting placements immediately. I, in my view, this is a very, this is kind of a slow burn of a process. This is a process that begins when you hire PR and you, you need to co-collaborate in order for moments in the media to materialize. And I think that it's tricky when a brand even especially if they're a smaller brand and they're spending money on a PR agency, it's a lot of money. And so there's an urgency to see results very quickly. And it's sort of opposite to the process. The process is much more of a uncovering and like massaging and sort of slower process that requires a lot of patience. So I think that there are just ways that brands, PRs, editors can all coexist in an improved way, in my opinion. I think if we really understood what everyone's challenges were and sort of like unlearned a lot of the notions that we have about what everyone does and how they should be would help everyone work a bit better together. What's one of like the biggest changes you've seen since you started working in PR? The big win was like getting something in Vogue magazine, you know, like in print, yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So 
it has changed a lot since then. I mean, I don't want to sound like a grandma and be like, oh, social media and digital has changed everything, but it really has. has. I just think that there are so many different ways to communicate about your brand. There's so influence comes in so many different forms now. And it's just a much bigger media landscape. First of all, at the same Mm. time, the teams are dwindling, like they're much smaller. So then there's more (laughs) pressure on editors, for example, to kind of come up with revenue streams for advertising dollars that are no longer there, which is like kind of insane if you think about it. There's definitely a lot more pay for play nowadays, you know, whether that is sponsored content or affiliates, etc. There's there's a lot more pay for play and that really does influence a media placement, of course. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. 
Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there. When I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. You mentioned like there's fewer editors now. Do you think there are fewer publicists? I think there are so many publicists (laughs) and and (laughs) a lot less editors. Like, I think there are, I I don't know what the ratio is, but it must be crazy. No, I don't know either. It's got to be like 20 PR people for an editor, maybe more. Okay. Well, what's the relationship like now? I'm thinking about like when I... I mean, I wasn't an editor that long ago. I'm still kind of an editor, but it's a, it's like different now. It's weird. it's weird when you say like the media landscape has changed. It's like just even well, I'll let you answer the question. Like the whole editor thing has changed too. Absolutely, it has changed so much. I think that the the relationship between editors and PR people is much more mutually beneficial. I think that has been influenced a lot by advertising dollars decreasing. People are obviously spending a lot less money on advertising, say, for example, in print magazines nowadays because of this changed media landscape. And there are new revenue streams for outlets to make up for that. So I think there's a little bit more of a leveling of the playing field. And I also just think that And I'm kind of speaking, maybe this might be a little abstract for people, but I'll just say that there's totally like a prestige bias when it comes to editors and PR. Like we work very closely together all the time, of course, but editors have a prestigious job and PR people don't. 
Editors are highly regarded, very well respected. They're pulled to be on Project Runway. Like it's, they're very visible kind of people and they have a very sexy job. PR people don't. Like there's entire Twitter threads about an annoying pitch that someone received and they're made fun of in culture a lot of times. Like Nick Kroll and Jenny Slate, which is hilarious, by the way. Oh my God. The best. The best. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny. It's not this like prestigious role in the way that like Samantha Jones depicts on Sex in the City. It, it's a very different situation in reality. And I think, however, in reality, PR people and editors or people in the media, we are the most similar in this entire totally. ecosystem. And I love it when I get in a groove with a great journalist or an editor and like we understand each other and I understand their challenges and they understand mine and we're friends and like it's such an amazing thing, such an amazing relationship. And then we're the ones kind of like joking about the clients and the brands a little bit. It's like they're the ones who kind of don't get it in a way. Yeah, I don't see like this huge gulf between PR and editors at all. Like I think I think it's about cuz there's still like this huge hierarchy. It's still very much like an old school. Well, I mean it was. Yeah. I think it's changing, but like I feel like it's an industry that bait and switches often young women into this glamorous sheen, but then you get in and it's like all right, sucker. And then it's like, you know, it's such a, it's a workhorse job. Absolutely. It's like exactly what you said. It's like the Samantha Jones is like the rep, but inside it's like, you better work. Oh, totally. You better work. I mean, I I love it, but but it's the, the representative is like not what's actually happening. No. So yeah, I think they're more alike than different. Yes, I agree. I'm talking in the fashion space. I've, if you're like a crime beat reporter for the Times, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, I get what you mean. Like, yeah, the, the Project Runway is usually not bringing on PRs. But I feel like there have been a lot of PRs who have been sort of elevated recently. Your eyebrows are up, like, really? I'm like, who? <laughs> I don't know. We can talk about it offline. I feel like it's going to be too It's gonna be too boring. No, you know who is, actually? Her name's Caitlin Phillips. She's a PR person that's, like, around and out and about. And, I, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But, yeah, it's we get to, I, I, I don't want to be too too annoying on the show. But I, I think it's an industry that I think in five years there will be more. I think just, like, editorial who 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more, in the beginning, it was unheard of to put anyone, like, at Vogue, it was Anna Wintour and, like, Andre Leontali, and, like, you didn't hear of anyone else, really. Right. And then it was, like, now everyone's a star. I think big fashion houses, and maybe, who knows, like, this is cuckoo thought, but maybe, like, with beauty, you'll see more figures from those. I mean, well, obviously, it's not cuckoo, like, they have the makeup artists and the Facialists and all that. They have their people. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if brands will be reliant on more stars, including like in-house stars, because why not? People want to hear more from the people inside. Just a thought. Yeah, totally. I mean, I guess it, it's not, I don't think every PR person or it's not like, oh, I want to be like 
out there more or something. I were, it's just like there is a dynamic at play where, yeah, it, it's sort of like if you think of a, someone in sales versus someone who, like a buyer versus somebody in wholesale. Who has the upper hand? The buyer. Because they are the ones who is deciding ultimately what product they are going to buy into. And the person in sales needs to kind of suck up to them. So I'm just like saying it in like layman's terms. It's that's sort of the vibe. You want your brand to be covered in the media. So it is your job to coddle editors. That's part of it. You made a really apt analogy once when we were chatting about how PRs are very often responsible for like pulling the strings, not, not single-handedly, but part of the whole package of the representation of a brand or how something came together. So for example, if I do a shoot and I credit the makeup artist, the hairstylist, the stylist, the prop designer, the prop stylist, all of the people that put things together, the casting director, all these people who are like so far from the shoot is so far in their memory. Yes. But what about the, maybe the publicist who got that celebrity to the set or put the opportunity on the map? They're not even in the picture. So Joanna Check said that the other day when we had her on the show. It's like the facialist who like got this woman, the actress's face in shape for three months or whatever, got her cheekbones popping. Like she's not credited. But the last girl, girl is. Yeah, no, it's true. It's like this idea of invisible work in a way. It's very behind the scenes mm-hmm. and it doesn't really get called out very much. And I think that's why PR is such an elusive role. It is such an important role, but it is it is kind of elusive and people don't really know exactly what they're doing. And I mean, there's tons of different kinds of PR and I don't know everything about all of it out there, but it is a very like nuanced role in my view that I feel like is often misunderstood. Yeah. So what meme got the biggest response from your audience? It was a meme that I made a couple of years ago, and this is so embarrassing, but I actually cried making it, which is like insane to me. And it wasn't even the meme itself, just like the process of making it. Oh, I was like, were you were you upset? Were you like, like was something upsetting happening that drove you to tears? Yes, that you and I can't it? remember what it was. It was like something happened that triggered me emotionally, and then I channeled that into making this meme. Okay, and it was a carousel of several different slides, and I never really do a carousel of memes ever, like a series. This is honestly the only one I've ever do done. Do they not perform or something? We want some tips. Do carousels not perform in the meme world? No, they do. I mean, this was my best one. I think it's just the content matters the most. Okay. So what ha- what, what's the meme? Yeah. So the meme is about, it's Miss Piggy who represents the PR person. Kermit represents the <laughs> editor. And Miss Piggy is... It's a mugshot of her, and she's, like, in okay. orange. It's a mugshot. And Miss Piggy stays the same throughout the carousel, throughout the series. And Kermit is in 
these kind of like relaxed positions. He's doing a yoga pose. He is doing all this like kind of, you know, relaxing things or things that are being rewarded. There's one where he's sort of like this religious figure and it's, it's a comparison. <laughs> like when a PR per- person does something versus when an editor does something, when a PR person or when an editor is late to something, they are like chilling. When a PR person is late to something, they are chastised. When an editor, <laughs> it's like that kind of progression. Yep. So that yep. was my most liked meme and it got the most engagement. And there were like people coming out of the woodwork commenting on it. And it was, it was pretty funny. Oh my God. What's the worst bad behavior you've seen an editor get away with? No names. So I used to be in-house PR person at a luxury fashion house and I remember jumping through hoops to get someone on the edit side a sample for a shoot they had and it was like so urgent and went through all this trouble to make sure that they got this item. And then I think it was during fashion week. So this was like way before it was kind of okay for people on the edit side to request clothing from brands to wear during fashion week. That was like sort of a, it was kind of frowned on at that time. So I am at some like fashion week event and I saw this person wearing the item instead of obviously using it for the shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it's okay, but that's, that seems like something that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And like nowadays, who cares? That's, totally acceptable. But back then it was like not a thing yet. Oh my God. We should should have a B-side episode with you where you tell us the real deal. (laughs) Anyway, we've got to wrap things up, but I need to know what's next for Miss PR Peggy? Working on a newsletter. That's my next thing. I'm very excited about that because I've never really written anything publicly before. So this will be my first time doing that. And I'm excited about that. Amazing. I can't wait. Yeah. This is great. Fat Mascara 5, I'm shaking up the questions. Okay. This is just, this. we're going to do it piggy style. Okay. Okay. Favorite idea that you didn't get to do? Having one of the emojis moved. Emoji moved yeah. or removed? Wait, removed or moved? Like moved, like animated? In a different section. Oh, like like take the unicorn and put it by the food or something? Yeah, and creating a launch around that and creating a story around that. That's cool. Thank you. I thought it was a good idea. That's really cool. <laughs> I, I'm guessing there's some kind of meaning around it. Yes. There was like a concept around it. Yes. Okay, I love it. Okay. Next thing is what's your favorite place to take editors to or just for yourself? But uh, assume you have an expense account in New York. I love like doing a breakfast at Cafe Clooney. Perfect. I love Cafe Clooney. Yum, yum, yum. Okay. What is your favorite comfortable footwear that is polished enough to like wear if you have an event that night? I'm asking for a friend. You know, Jen and I both have like major foot problems, major foot problems. Oh, okay. So actually I can't take credit for this. New York Magazine promoted a Tiva sandal that is actually kind of chic and looks like it came from the row. Oh, cool. Okay. I'll look it up. I'm going to have to check it with you and then we'll put it a link to it on our site. Yes. 
Maybe I can put it in our shop, my shelf or at our Amazon store. Yes. I bought it immediately and I can vouch it is like walking on clouds. Is it black? I'm guessing it's black strappy. All black and strappy. I know you have to look polished, but sort of fade away when you're in at events. You can't like overshadow. What's like a chic, inexpensive, or like affordable, somewhat wear everywhere dress or place that you like to shop? Mara Hoffman. Okay. It's not affordable really, but it's like my go-to. It's not affordable, but it's not the most expensive. It's not the row. Right. You could go to Bloomies and get it on sale or Google, Google sale Mara Hoffman. See what you can turn up, everyone. Best of luck. Go forth. Okay. Your hair is beautiful. Thank you. You have the most beautiful hair. What is your favorite? Because I've not asked you a lot of beauty. I know Jen's going to kill me. What is your favorite hair product. It's absolutely beautiful. She has beautiful, like white blonde hair. Oh, thank you. I really like May 11 hair oil. May 11? Yeah. Where do you buy it? Someone used it on me at at a salon and I I purchased it online. That's the brand, May 11. Okay. It's really nice. And what I'm going to do a bonus one. Fragrance. Gypsy Cowboy. Gypsy Cowboy. By who? St. Rose. Oh, you know, St. Rose comes up all the time. Really? Yeah. We love their candles, but we haven't spoken about their fine fragrance yet. Gypsy Cowboy. It's great. I wore it on my wedding and I, so I don't wear it all the time because I want it to remind me of my wedding, but it's amazing. Yeah, I get it. Awesome. I think I actually have a sample of it in my closet right now. I'm going to go and check it out. That's so cool. Nice. Oh my gosh, Carrie, thank you so much for coming on Fat Mascara and giving us a little peek into your PR life. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Hopefully inspiring to some people who want to go into PR or enlightening. They can reach out to you, I'm sure, if they have any questions. Oh, yes. You can just DM me. Okay, DM Carrie. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye, Carrie. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 